Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Modern Health with Dr. Jane. Today I have Mike with me who is an air quality expert. Mike, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us who you are and what you do? All right. We, we all, I always should remember that we should always hit record earlier. I feel like we just had the pod before the pod. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, my name's Mike. Um, I currently design and manufacture air purification systems. But before this, I spent almost a decade in air quality testing, air quality consulting, and wildfire flood and mold restoration. And not like your regular mold flood company that was doing like basement leaks. We were only doing natural disasters and catastrophes. So if California was on fire, we'd be in California. If there's a hurricane in Houston or Florida, we're there. The biggest wildfire in Canadian history, Fort McMurray, Alberta. Um, we went out there. So basically, we would only respond to the largest catastrophic disasters. Through that, we saw how much air quality was impacting people's health, how effective but ugly and loud our commercial grade industrial air cleaning machines were, and then how ineffective the small, quiet, cute Best Buy Home D Depot air purifiers were. So the analogy I like to use is there was pickup trucks and golf carts in the market, and there was no modern SUV where you could take the kids and the stuff, be safe and look good while doing it. So the vision for Jasper was to create a product at that intersection that looks good, is high quality, um, and it has the performance of that more industrial nature. My background being in mold and fires and flood, I was trying to create an industrial product in a small, beautiful, quiet package, as opposed to just the smallest, cutest little air purifier with all the best features. We were coming at kind of from a more industrial perspective, um, designing something that could handle fire and mold and flood and all that. So there's my my one minute Coles Notes version of I my last it. 10, 12 years or so. So I love that you say that because I got, uh, I don't know how I found you, social media, obviously, uh, the algorithm knows what I like, here's this air filter, check it out, and it was on a big sale, and I'm like, a boxing day, I got nothing to lose, and what I liked about it is it looked, obviously I didn't know what it looked like, but I like that it said it's made from stainless steel, there was a lifetime warranty, um, so I got it on a big sale, and then the next day, when I, after I got it, I was like, this thing is in like, it's big. It's not like my tiny little purifier, but it's slick looking. It's very slick looking. So it's funny that you say like, that's my, I'm like, yeah, that was my experience. I'm like, man, this is industrial level, but it doesn't look bulky. It doesn't look, you know, I'm, I'm happy to have it in my bedroom. And then the next morning when I woke up, I was like, man, the air smells so fresh in here. It's like, I'm in the mountains and when we met, you said that the the inspiration for naming the product was the Jasper Mountains. Jasper Mountains in Alberta, Canada. That's it. <laughs> so oh. you did it. I, I would say you did a very good job. Um, tell me, like, tell us how you got into this. Why did you decide to, um, you know, like you said, there wasn't a product that matched what you did, but also from like the health perspective. Why was it important to make this? Yeah, so there, you know, there's really effective products that exist in the market, no doubt. Um, some are cost effective, some are extremely expensive. But what I learned, so taking back to 2016, Fort McMurray, where the city was evacuated for a month. And what was interesting about this fire is 100,000 people were evacuated. 
most of the homes weren't actually burnt down, but they were smoke damaged. So even a month later, if you went into a house, it smelled like the most toxic campfire you could ever imagine. Furnace filters were green and yellow and brown and red and all these different colors. Um, and that is because it was like a regional wildfire. So these homes were just baking, basking in smoke for a month. And when you have a big wildfire, it's not just the trees like a campfire, but thousands of homes burnt, factories, cars. So all of the chemicals and the toxins in all those products, every can of paint in everybody's home and the gas, the, the you know, the, the Windex, the WD-40, all of it is part of that, that toxic cloud of smoke. So people's homes were very impacted. So our job was to go in there and get that house to a level where the family could come back from Edmonton or Calgary or wherever they were staying and come back into their house. So we would clean these homes and there was not a good standard set for smoke restoration, the insurance industry's protocols. They have protocols for a home that's burned down, build a new one. They have protocols for a kitchen fire, a dryer vent fire. But these like regional fires were quite unprecedented. Um, so it was a lot of kind of trial and error and testing because first you clean the whole home and then you know we, we would test all the, the different surfaces and test the air quality to make sure it's safe and it would fail and it would fail and it would fail. So we ended up having to like rip out everything soft, every carpet gone, every piece of furniture gone. Even after cleaning clothes multiple times, they were still testing positive for ash, soot, hexavalent chromium, PAH. Like you couldn't get this stuff out. Even all of the insulation in people's attics, we had to remove and replace all of that. We had to repaint the whole home in three coats to encapsulate everything. It was a very involved effort. Um and then even still, when we would clear a home, there's a, a family I remember very vividly. The mom's name was Tanya. And um, we got a call a week after we had them move back in the home that their baby was in the hospital again. We go back to the house. We test the air quality. It was indeed toxic again. We look at our results. It was fine last week. But what I've since learned was when you have a really big wildfire, even after you, the, the air quality can stay compromised for months. Way after the smell and the visual smoke are gone, it's still, it's, it's just like the, the grade five science class with the water ecosystem and it's in the clouds and it's in the ground and it's yeah. in, the, in the water. The air is kind of similar and it's just embedded in the community. So when you clean the house, where does your outdoor air come from? Sorry, your indoor air comes from outside. So even after we completely cleaned and remediated, remediated the home, it became a sick house again because the air came back in from outside. So we went there and we're like, we called the insurance company. We're like, hey, like, could we do a reclean? Maybe put them up in a hotel for a couple more months, let everything settle, then we'll do a reclean. And they basically said, no, like, so sad, too bad. Like, we, we're, we're paying you. They signed off. Like, our work here is done. And then we're like, whoa, well, that's unfortunate. We just got paid all this money. We did this whole job and it was kind of all for nothing. Um, so what we did is we brought our big industrial air scrubbers back to that house. Three of them for about a 2,500 square foot house was enough to get the air quality down to like near perfect in a few hours. So we're like, you know what? Just keep them. We'll leave them here for a couple months. We'll check the air monthly. When it's all good, we'll take them back. So we were doing this for a bunch of customers, but we're like, we were like going to run out of equipment. We needed the equipment for new jobs. We couldn't yeah. afford to like lend all of our equipment up for months. So I'm like, you know what? Why don't I just go to Best Buy or Home Depot 
and buy like four or five air purifiers for each room and, and make that a gift. So we can use our industrial equipment again. And those little machines did nothing. They didn't even move the needle a little bit. Now, the machines we were using were 60 pounds, loud, ugly, very industrial grade. So I didn't expect the residential purifiers to be as good, but I was expecting maybe like half as good. Something. Especially when we used five of them instead of three of them. And like in like a closet, they could help. But for like a, a living room or a large bedroom, they would have to be all at full speed all the time to even move the needle a little bit. The analogy I like to use is it was like trying to heat a bathtub with a kettle. So if you use the kettle, it's awesome at heating water for a cup of tea. Thank you, kettle. But if you try to warm your bath, heat your bathtub with a kettle, you literally can't because the water is cooling down faster than you could heat it up. So you can't heat a bathtub with a kettle. You can't heat a swimming pool with a water heater. A water heater is just a huge kettle. So there's like different size machines required. You know, you can't tow your boat with a small sedan. Like sometimes you just need a bigger machine. And um, I was living in Ontario at the time. So I didn't know how prevalent wildfire smoke was on the West Coast. There's many days per year. Los Angeles to Vancouver, where they're like, stay inside, recess is canceled. It's an air quality advisory. Well, what they don't tell you is even on those days, the indoor air is not that much better than the outside air. It's a little bit better. That's why you don't smell it inside. But if you ever gone to a campfire, roasted your s'mores, you don't think you smell like smoke until you go inside and take a shower. Even the next day, you're like, I stink. It's called nose blind. You don't notice the smoke when you're in the smoke. And um, I remember leaving a few air purifiers at someone's house and I went back to check on things and they had unplugged two of them. And I'm like, hey, you know, you're like sick kid, bad air. Why'd you unplug these things? And they're like, honestly, they're just too loud and ugly. Like, yeah, like we can't hear anything. <laughs> like we, we plug them in when we go when we leave. But when we come back in, it's like, you know, they were solving the air pollution, but they were creating the noise pollution which is a real type of pollution also. That's also horrible for your health to be, you know, just to exist calmly with this loud fan running. So I understood it. And that's when I realized this fire restoration business is kind of, um, it was a reactive business, but I, it was, it's, I call it sad money because you got paid really well from insurance companies. You clean up the mess and then the mess is back. And like, did we even solve a problem? And, um, I kind of set out on a journey then to create an air purifier that was specifically able to handle large toxic wildfire smoke. So the thought was, hey, next time there's a big fire in California or BC or Alberta, let's go there and have a really good solution for people. Um, and to fast forward a few years ahead for a second to when I moved to Kelowna, the if good air quality, like your Jasper, probably between a four and a 10 right now. Yep in the PM 2.5, which is the particles that are small enough to get in your blood and your lungs. Um, outside, when there's wildfire smoke, it could be like a 250 or a 350. That's the number you usually see when the, they, they talk about air quality index or PM 2.5. Often indoor in a home, it could be still 150. So um, the goal was to create a air filtration system that could do the whole house and not be loud and not be annoying. So we tried to build one that goes in the HVAC system and it wasn't the silver bullet we wanted it to be because it was still loud. Um, 
if the furnace wasn't running, it wasn't doing anything. Yep. Uh, it would make the furnace less efficient. So, you know, we wanted to use the HVAC system as the filter, but the furnace is designed to heat and cool your house. It's not really designed to be an air filtration system and you can't focus your cleaning efforts. So you're cleaning the air in your crawl space as much as your baby's bedroom or your bedroom. This doesn't make any sense. So after a couple of years of trying, I spent a couple of years traveling the world to go to cities with the worst air quality Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur, and Bangkok, and Hong Kong, and Mexico City. Um, I didn't get to Delhi, but I got to see air quality where it was super bad. And I got to see air purifiers in these areas that were way more advanced than anything I'd ever seen. Like if you go to China, restaurants have air purifiers, banks have air purifiers, the mall has air purifier stores. Just the way we filter our water, they yeah. filter their air. And I'm like, hmm. North America's air getting worse, fires getting worse, pollution's getting worse, more chemicals than ever being used in the home, air purifiers not getting better at all. So the journey was basically to create something that was, uh, like I said earlier, powerful in nature, but quiet and pretty. And it took us about four years to get it there. And then when COVID, we were about to launch in the summer of 2020, and then COVID hit, and we ended up launching in May. Um, and we only were selling to doctors and dentists, not on purpose. But in Ontario, they mandated that every dentist needed an air purifier in every yep. room to open up their doors. They had like the strictest guidelines of pretty much any province or state. And that's where I was living. So a friend who owned orthodontic clinics was like, hey, you have to launch today. And we did. And um, our price had to be very high because during COVID, our shipping rates were so high um, that and, you know, I learned that medical customers are used to a medical price. If you're cheap, the medical offices wouldn't touch it. So we we entered after what. So to summarize the whole thing, we created the product for wildfire smoke. We ended up launching during COVID and selling primarily to doctors and dentists, which was really not. It was good, but it was not fun because they were buying it just for business optics, not to for health reasons. And then patients started to see the product, inquire about it. The dentists would rave about it. And then we started getting contacted by families with allergies, sleep problems, asthma. And then we're like, whoa, this is, you know, now the, 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 the whole new, the market that we intended to serve was families and homeowners. And, you know, thinking about that baby that was in the hospital, that was the whole motivation not to be the, the dental air purifier. So it took a while to get the price down and, reinvent the business on the fly um but yeah that's basically origin story to where we are now helping people with sleep asthma allergies cooking odors pet stuff fertility whatever it is anybody who's trying to optimize their their water their food what they're putting in their body on their body we're here to help them with that air part of their journey so there's the medium-winded version of how we got it. i love it i mean i always say you're either gonna ingest it you're gonna you're going to ingest it, you're going to breathe it in, or you're going to put it on your skin, you know? So Absorb it. It's, yeah. It's, so the air quality is something that I've dove into way more living in an apartment building because I could feel and notice that like there wasn't the same circulation. COVID obviously inspired a lot of it. And then uh, the wildfires that we started to have a lot more in Alberta, where it was like, it used to be one day. And then it was like, five days of the summer. And then it was like the whole summer you can go out. There was some, you know, some as bad as that. 
So let's talk about some air quality things in the house. So like, I think the fire, most people understand the particles, they're floating around a lot longer, but what about just like the quality of the air indoors? What are, what are the things that we're seeing? So the fire actually, all, just to put it uh, end yep. off that fire part, most people aren't aware that what you see and what you smell is the tip of the iceberg. Hmm. Like you can, you know, we hear all about how bad water quality is, uh, whether it's filled with chlorine or, or it's too hard or radioactive or waste in the ocean or microplastics. Well, when you lift it up, you can't see it. And often you can't taste it. That bottle of Fiji might taste totally pure. And now we're learning maybe it's not just water. So with air, this, the things that you see and smell, it's, it's nothing. It's just the tip of the iceberg. So think of all the days, like if smoke came through the city, that stuff that you can't see and can't smell was likely there way before it and way after it. And if you don't filter the air while the smoke is present, it gets into your surfaces. So anyone who doesn't have adequate air filtration, anytime there's, if there's smoke, smog, bad pollution, even pollen, whatever it may be, when you have an air quality event, um, it's just like I said with the wildfires early on, it's in the clothes, it's in the, anything in your home that's porous. So think about anything that can get wet. So, you know, that door behind you or that wooden table, they can't really get wet. They don't absorb water, but the carpet, the, the clothing, in fact, unfinished wood, MDF, like the backs, the insides of cabinets, the tops of doors, sometimes uh, underneath furniture, those actually can absorb it as well. They aren't, they're not sealed. So anything in your house that can absorb water can absorb air. And unless you use like a HEPA vacuum or steam cleaner and you detox it out of that surface, it stays there. So I really think about air quality as no different than, you know, if it's like anyone who believes in cleaning their kitchen counters when they're done cooking or getting a deep clean down once a year, if you're cleaning your surfaces, that's half the battle. You need to clean your air and your surfaces and they work harmoniously together. Often when someone uses a vacuum, they'll actually see the Jasper spike because all those little harmful particles that you're vacuuming up, unless you have a HEPA vacuum, it just shoots it up in the air. So part of just, I believe, the, my strong belief is that over the next decade or two, the air awareness will get to the point where the same way you would very unlikely go to an office and not see a water filter, the idea of not filtering your air, I think is going to become inconceivable. Yeah. Um, it's going to make no sense. Just like cleaning your counters or, you know, we know there's things in our water, on our food, on our surfaces that if washing our hands, why do we even wash our hands? My hands look clean. I went to the bathroom, but no, they're perfectly clean. We got society, society's education evolved to a point where we know if we don't wash these hands and we touch our eyes, our mouth, other people, people get sick and air is no different. So it's less about talking about how air is different or why it matters. And it's more about talking about how it's the exact same as the water, has the surfaces, has the hands. And what's empowering about that is allows us to just apply everything we already know about all these other things and realize, oh yeah, like air, water, we take an ice cube, it's a solid, we melt it, it's a liquid, we heat it up, it's a gas. Air is no different than water um, in a lot of ways, yep. especially in terms of, of it keeping us alive. So 
with smoke, yeah, it's just really people realizing that it's not just what you see and smell. And if you don't have air filtration in place and you live in Toronto or you live in New York or most of North America last year and it smelled smoky one day, you should do it. I would be doing a deep clean of your home. I would spend a full weekend where I would have a vacuum everything. I'd rent a steam cleaner. I'd clean all the laundry all at once, a big laundry binge. When the laundry's out, I'd be cleaning all those countertops, washing all my linens, just because that stuff's still in your house. If you you can, we can lab test it. If you test it for pollen, smoke, soot, ash, it's going to be there guaranteed. Um, so now moving to everyday regular life, no wildfire. So I like to break it down to indoor pollution and outdoor pollution. So outdoor pollution would be the smoke, the smog. Mold can be indoor and outdoor. Um, pollen is a big one, just general seed, seed allergens. Um, and then pollutions, you know, car exhaust, factories, restaurants. Um, it can even be something as small as your neighbor across the street has asbestos or they're doing a renovation and their contractor's cutting uh, two by fours in the backyard for their deck. And that big dust cloud, don't think your house is this sealed in container. The reason you're breathing and I'm breathing inside right now is because we're both living in leaky boxes, um, which is good and bad. It's bad because... Uh, it's good because we need air it's bad because we trap the harmful things inside yep. and we don't get uv light from the sun and we don't get hydroxyl radicals from the wind like the best air purifier is nature there's no dust outside dust is an indoor problem because we left nature outside if you have wind and sun you're never going to have dust so out, that's kind of outdoor pollution very hard to control the source but good thing it, it's it's diluted with so much fresh air and the sun that it kind of is being filtered. Then you have indoor air pollution. This is one of the biggest things is pets. Yep. And not just the pet itself, but the pet's food, the cat's litter, cooking. Cooking is one of the biggest by far. Indoor cooking is a new invention for humans. We didn't used to have this. So now we basically built these Tupperware boxes that we live in. We use gas a lot of the time. And then like PAH is formed, which is polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons. When you have, you know, a lot of kitchen fires are protein fires. It's the the protein gets hot and it's, 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 it can start a fire. So when you're cooking and you're smelling the bacon in your home, um, there's a lot of new chemicals that are being created when you, when you add heat to things, heat and fat, um, even asparagus being cooked will set the Jasper up. Like food creates a lot of particles. Just look at your humidifier at what can go into the air or a diffuser when you heat things up a little bit. When you heat up food, not to mention in North America, there's a lot of stuff that we don't want on our food. So now we're cooking that up and aerosolizing all of that in our home. And range hoods capture very little amount of particulates. A little tip along the way is if you can use the back part of your range and um, turn the fan speed up. Range hoods aren't just for bacon. Um, so, so you it's also funny have to say that, but my Jasper is upstairs, and when yeah. my husband cooks, the it goes up. So every time yeah. he makes breakfast, we notice it go up. And sometimes it's even like when he came back from a restaurant and he had like a stink on him and he was walking by it, it started to go up, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, it's very sensitive. Um yeah. and it just makes you realize like your house is not a room by room environment. It's, yeah. it, it's an ecosystem. Like if yeah. a cat, you could have a 4,000 square foot house. The cat could use the litter box in the basement 
and baby's bedroom on the top floor is going to spike up like crazy because your HVAC system is designed to heat, cool, and evenly distribute air throughout your home. So when you're yeah. cooking, it's going in the return and it's spreading out through the entire home, which makes you realize like just putting an air purifier in the kitchen is going to help. But really, you want to put it in the areas that you most want to protect. Baby's nursery, bedrooms, office, the places where you spend the most time. And bedrooms are just all porous materials. Um, so indoor pollution, you got your pets, you got your cooking. If people are smoking or vaping, then you have cleaning products, whether it's wind, even method and all the natural stuff, a lot of them off gas quite a lot, VOCs and particulate, candles. Um, even furniture, right? Like when you buy furniture. new furniture. When you buy a new house, that's like the ultimate example of, of furniture because your whole house is off gassing. And when a builder is looking at building homes or a contractor or a manufacturer, or whatever, they don't give the floorboards a year to off gas. They build them, they wrap them, they pack them, they stack them. Next thing you know, they're in your house off gassing. Um, they have very, very minimal regulations and standards for off gassing periods. So um, I always tell someone when they buy, if they're moving into a new house, if they can, like do doors and windows open, like deep clean it and let this house breathe for like a couple weeks with all your furniture um it makes a big difference i mean it's still not perfect but you're going to get a, a big amount out um so those are kind of like the sources that contribute yeah so here's what i want to know because this is what i talk and teach within my program as well um i used to think that you breathe it in and then you just breathe it out <laughs> you know you breathe it in and it's gone versus like you breathe it in and it goes into your bloodstream and now it goes into the process of detoxification like lung is a detox organ but depending on the chemical the toxin like everything is going to go through the liver so can you break down a little bit more of the process that happens when you breathe something in how long can some of the things can stick around you know well first i'll just bring it back to um some things you probably know a lot more about than I do, but I'll bring it back to, you know, you don't think that that sunscreen is just gone in an hour. That food doesn't just become poop. That water doesn't just become pee. Like, you know, that in order to get the, the benefits of the energy and extract the nutrients, um, it's not just a perfect in and out situation. So like specific details of you know how long things stay in the bloodstream and lungs that kind of detail i don't know um but what i do know is like my own health journey and now i get to witness other people's health journeys all the time especially autoimmune stuff um like you know when you're when you get a cold like your immune system fires up and autoimmune things spike and like anyone who's found health benefits like if you eat a big mac you're not going to die tonight, um, but like you might feel sluggish and tired. And like if you eat bad every day, you're going to, you know, your sleep's going to get worse. Your energy, your focus, like if you eat French fries every meal, you know that that input is going to create bad outputs and, and suboptimal quality of life just broadly. You know, if you, if, if water filtration didn't matter, we could all just go to the lake and drink it. We can't. We get really sick and, it could be suboptimal. There's that whole spectrum there. Um, and I believe just air is really no different. So yeah. um, like when I go to a hotel, let's say, 
especially they're all carpeted. They're using really harmful cleaning products. Like I try to travel with my air purifier when I can or come up with a solution to do so because if I don't, and I've tested the air in a lot of hotels, just immediately one night, you know, you get a stuffy nose, you might get a cough, you might get runny eyes, itchy eyes, dry eyes. Like everybody can remember a time when they went to sleep in a place where, and often that place is your own home and you just feel suboptimal from sleeping there. It wasn't the sheets that made you sick. Um, it's the, you don't drink water or eat food when you're sleeping on that. You only breathe air. So while I don't know like the exact um, like filtration process and the things, but any of the harmful stuff that you could get by drinking or eating, you can absolutely get from breathing. We breathe many pounds of air per day. Um, yeah. I like this fact that we, we drink, if we're lucky, a couple liters of water a day or a gallon for our Americans. Um, but we breathe about 17 to 20,000 liters per day. And about and um, babies can breathe as much as three times their respiratory rate so much higher. Yep. They have small, undeveloped lungs that aren't designed to be as effective as filtration. And their volume of breathing is so much higher that um, I've just seen now a lot firsthand how much people have been able to decrease whatever their symptoms were by just cleaning the indoor quality of their air. So it's an imperfect answer, but it's as much as I know. No, I love it. I I was uh, just thinking like it's such a gift and a curse to know the information that we know, you know, <laughs> like traveling with your own air purifier to a hotel. Not great, <laughs> but being able to test it and know the information, powerful. Actually, I should have my CO2 sensor on me right now. And um, probably you can't tell because I keep hitting the mute button because uh, it's a bit of a squeaky door, but I'm in a, actually, I'm in a little, uh, I'm at a WeWork right now and there's a little phone booth. So I keep oh, cracking the door because I feel the CO2 is getting too high. So we'll do a little fun experiment. Um, That's can, so you, funny. can you see this number? Yeah, yeah. Is that a thousand thirty-five? It's a thousand thirty-five. It's gonna for sure drop in a second here. But like, I keep this on me, and I keep it to um, what I call is calibrate my biosensors. So it's a perfect segue for you saying that the information is a blessing and a curse. So I'm gonna wait for one upload. It up, it refreshes every minute or so. Um. I like to calibrate my biosensors. So my, what I was going to get to is I felt that the CO2 in here is high. So really the most baseline effect was most people will usually just notice nothing because you're not paying attention. So you'll just notice nothing. You'll just find yourself maybe later exhausted or this desire to go outside and get a breath of fresh air. It's like, that's just air. Uh, the outside's not magical, special air. It's just, we got so inverted in our lives that we're spending so much time inside that even the outside polluted air we call fresh air. Um, I desire to live in a world where I go in, where I say, I want to go inside for the extra clean air, not that I need to go outside for the fresh air. So I use air quality sensors and I have for a very long time to calibrate my biosensors. So if the lowest level of air awareness would be feel nothing, a level higher would be it's stuffy in here, but stuffy, is just your, it's our little human way of describing that the CO2 level is high. Yeah, okay. Carbon dioxide is high. So the, the displacement of oxygen is suboptimal. So the CO2 is increased and we're breathing in way too much carbon dioxide. So, you know, our, our, our thinking fuel, our breathing fuel, our feeling well fuel is 
suboptimal. We've watered down the gas. Um, and for that reason, we get tired and sluggish. And because I've now attuned myself to it, I've been opening this door every couple minutes just to get fresh air circulating. Um, so I'll keep you posted on the CO2. Yeah. But tell me, you said something about that the you can't like you want to go out outside for fresh air. In how many cities or places where the air is actually the outdoor pollution is worse than indoor? Because to me, I'm always like go outside. That's I'm, it depends on obviously like if you live in New York City and traffic, whatever, versus suburban area for the most part, it's gonna be what's your knowledge on this? Yeah, I have quite a bit. And it's because when you, when you <laughs> do <us>. mold <laughs> testing, when you do air quality consulting, you always test the air in the home and outside the house. That's our control sample. So yep. for the 5,000 homes I've tested, um, I've always got to compare indoor and outdoor air to get a perspective on this. Um, basically, the outdoor air is almost always better. Indoor air is usually three to five to 10 to... I've heard even studies that say as much as a hundred times dirtier five is kind of that general stat you'll see most, but I think it's probably a little more than that. So outdoor air is almost always, always better. Um, so on our first refresh, we're at eight twenty seven. Yeah, that's good. And I'm going to, I'm going to log the time right now. It's uh two Oh five central well, central doesn't matter. I'm going to close the door back up and you'll see how quickly it's. So we're, we're in the green now. That's a, an acceptable yeah. number. I'm just going to leave this here and, and shut this and, um, and, and show you, let's see, you know, yeah, let's said, see what it you know does, there's, yeah. there's hundreds of WeWorks. There's tens of thousands of people working in phone booths like this. And I can see there's actually fans, um, in the ceiling, but the funny thing is they're not running. So it would be a really simple solution to have a very small CO2 sensor in here. When CO2 is too high, turn on the little fan. Let this room breathe a little bit. Um, so oh, we'll get to that later, but there's very practical, lightweight solutions to most of these things that that sensor, that whole setup would be $20. And now we'd have a box that doesn't suffocate you. Um, seems like a good investment to me. I just, you know, again, I laugh because I'm like, it's a gift and a curse to know the information that you know, because I then I'm like, what is it like to be Mike? Because <laughs> I know... When people are like, what is it like to be Jane? And I'll share it on social media. I'm like, these are the things that I think about all the time. But you're thinking. You, I think it's, it's a gift. I think it's it a is gift. a gift. Yes, it is a gift. Um, any of these things, you know, I have a little bit of psoriasis, which is actually doing awesome right now. Yeah. It's a gift because if this is the symptom I'm having out here, there's obviously a lot more going on. And I have this beautiful sensor that my body's gift gifted me with. That says, if you make poor choices with your environment, your food, your water, we're going to give you feedback immediately. And there's another world where ignorance is bliss and I just get cancer in 30 years or 10 years because I didn't have a feedback loop of, of making good choices. So, you know, um, whether it's a, a slow metabolism harming me, like I think often our, our, our curses are our blessings if we listen to them and take them seriously. So, um, but I totally know what you mean about the, the gift and the curse. Um, I'd rather sleep in an area with bad air. And even if, you know, you have to be practical as long as you can't fix the situation. But can I fix it 10%, 20%, 30%? Go outside. There's always something I can do to improve it. And I think with health, ignorance is not bliss. 
no, I think it's, it's not. just ignorance. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, at this everybody... point in, in the stage of the game, meaning like we have so much access to information, which granted, like that's part of the problem as well, is that you have so much access. Yep. How do you know what you're going to implement? But like the more that you listen, then you can just like, hey, I learned so much from you and I'm going to implement this. And that made a 10, 20 percent difference in my health and that you know, then you can go on to the next journey. But yeah, at this stage of the game, I think it's, uh, it feels irresponsible not to do something about it. It's just figuring out what are you going to do first, you know? And marketing's powerful. So for every, you know, helpful, there's usually people either underplaying stuff or yeah. dramatically over embellishing things. Um, and I just kind of like, I always think that the biggest difference from everything is zero to one. I've tested a lot of air filters and water filters. You know, a $30 Brita is not great, but there's a bigger difference between nothing and Brita and Brita and the best filter. Like like having some air filter, having some water filter, cracking your window a little bit, turning your bathroom fan on, um, you know, using less harsh cleaning products. Like the perfection is impossible, but the barrier to entry is very low. Even now, you know, there's pretty good kids organic snacks like yeah. there's products now there's a market like there was never stuff for this 10 5 10 20 years ago like there's entire low tox cleaning products like it's there's a lot of really good accessible stuff out there and a lot of people looking to call bullshit on fraudsters that if you look there's a lot of good um insights out there so um we were talking about indoor to, and outdoor pollution yeah <laughs> yeah so with the indoor stuff um it really depends on someone's situation. And so I've noticed outdoor is very regional. So if you're in a humid place like Florida, like Ontario in the summer, parts of California, that this whole Southeast mold is going to be something you're well aware of. And it's not just a physical visible black mold, but you're in a moldy environment. So notice there's not really mold outside. So mold is what happens when we trap moisture in an airtight container, generally. Um, by the way, CO2 update. At 205, we were around 800. 1,500. And I'm feeling it. Yeah, five minutes later. Yeah, we've doubled. And I'm sure it's still increasing. Um, and that's crazy. 1,500 in this little box. And this is the gold standard. Um, at 2,000, I'm tapping out of this experiment. Yes, um, you should. You I should just open the door. <laughs> each breath that I'm taking is noticeably harder to take. I'm finding myself needing to, you know, get more breaths in between sentences. Like yeah. it's it's very very it's very visceral. Um, so outdoor kind of have mold in the humid places. Then in the dry places, you have more viruses and bacteria. That's why people get sick in the winter when your humidity is too low. Dust gets worse, and you know it's it's a breeding ground for a lot um urban environments more pollution and a lot of people have fled to the desert being like i have mold issues i'm going to arizona i've seen some of the most mold issues in arizona because all that desert sand used to be underwater so there's a ton of mycotoxins and all kinds of stuff in all of the sand um, i've seen a lot of people when there's dust storms they get big flare-ups and when they do their um, blood test and their urine test and then they test the mold in their home it's almost always the same species. So usually the same stuff that's in the in the dust, the aspergillus, penicillin or whatever, is the same thing impacting them. Once again, at least we have the tools for it so they can 
clean yep. their surfaces, uh, negative air pressure, their homes. So outdoor, the only place I've seen that doesn't really have an issue is like Vancouver Island. Like if you go into the rainforest where it's humid and west of wildfire smoke, you just keep your doors and windows open, no air purifier required. Like the CO2 is even under 400 there because there's so many trees. Like see the, no, option one, move to the rainforest. For everyone else, we got to deal with what we got. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of outdoor is hard to deal with. Um, yep. But I mean, you can look at the air, every city, you, everybody Googles the temperature every day, but nobody Googles the air quality. You can check the pollen levels, the allergen levels, the cedar, the mold, the pollution, the smog, it's all there. And when there's a, a purple guy or a yellow guy in a warning, don't go for a run that day. But when you go outside and you see the air quality is great, go like pretty much just highly exerted exercising with bad air exasperates the symptoms because you're breathing more air in and you're processing it quicker. Like when I would go for hikes in Kelowna during wildfire season, my lungs would burn. I would forget and then I'd be going uphill and I'm like, oh no, this is a problem. Yeah. Um, and then indoor, there's like two things, you know, you can either mitigate the source or you can deal with the problem. So, you know, I'm not um, proposing that everybody gets rid of their dog. Um, but I'm like, if you have a dog, you should be aware that this dog does pose environmental problems for your house. You've, you've trapped a large animal in your house um, and then your dog does go outside. So like you would never take a blanket, go for a walk down the street, drag it along the road, drag it along that glyphosate sprayed lawn, rub it on a tree, rub it on another dog's butt, and then go home and shake it out in your bed. But by owning a dog, you are doing this. Your dog is like a living blanket um, <laughs> that goes outside and then sniffs out of dog's butts and maybe eats poop and uh animals because i have an animal and i have a lot of patients with animals but i actually had patients struggling with infertility a lot of digestive issues and they we look at stool analysis and they had the same species that their dog tested for so whether it was like e coli or parasites or whatever it's like if you have pets like your pets usually undergo some sort of treatment for like dewarming right, or right. whatever. And then we need to be doing the same thing. Cause if you let your dog or your pet sleep on the bed, like on your pillows, you let them kiss you, whatever. It's like you're transporting, you're, you're transmitting a lot of stuff. So that's true for air quality, I think. And we, we, we need an STV, we need an STD equivalent for pets in, in <laughs> general awareness, like some kind of pet transmitted diseases. Cause it's no joke. Um, I've, I suffered from horrible, what I thought were cat allergies years ago that weren't cat allergies. They were from the cat litter. Yeah. Um, it was a dust clumping litter and, um, we did change litters and we did increase air filtration, but like the litter was making me quite sick and difficulty breathing and, um, exercise induced asthma symptoms. Um, so like little things like the pet, you know, by the way, are we, there you go, 21. You should open. I can see That's your energy go down and focus. I'm, I'm fading. <laughs> all right, well, we'll open it back up. Oh, it's like now all of a sudden, you know, I would have said I needed fresh air when I was in this building, needed to go outside. Now that I locked myself in a phone booth, even the hallways of this building seem like fresh air. And like when we checked, I think it was, our, our baseline was like, was it seven or eight, 800? That's not even great. Outside's yeah. a 400, but it feels like fresh air right now. Um, yeah. 
I'll leave a crack. If someone has a noise complaint for me, I'm just going to hold this up. Yeah, you're good. There's no noise. The, it's, I think Zoom no, does I meant, a I meant job folks now. Oh, there. Then, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, like um, I think brushing the pet more than you would think or shampooing the pet more than you think. Air purifier. If you let your pet sleep in your bedroom, air purifier will make a massive difference for you yeah. because dogs dramatically change humidity, particulate, they're breathing all that stuff out. And then you close your door and you're in a bedroom with them at night. Um, so the air purification with if a pet sleeps in your bedroom is a big deal. Um, you know, there's websites like Think Dirty and EWG where you can see what chemicals are in your um, household products. So like we just changed our soaps. Um, can't remember the brand that we switched to, but wow, my skin from going from just like a, you know, we were getting the good stuff that we thought, like that we were buying the $10 Whole Foods bottle. Um, but we found like softer, more organic soaps with less chemicals in them. And like, wow, the eczema is getting better by the day. Um, yeah. It doesn't hurt to wash my hands anymore. Um, so, you know, that's like source side, yep. less chemicals, things like that. Um, if someone's buying a vacuum, they're not as pretty. But like Googling like a good HEPA vacuum, they could be six, $700. Like a EuroClean GD930 is an example of one. The HEPA that's in a Dyson, it's not like a real HEPA. Like a real HEPA is like a filter with a bag. You're changing it. Um, so like getting a really good vacuum, I think, you know, air, air and surfaces, you got to start thinking about those the same. So the same way you filter the air, you need to filter your surfaces when you're, when you're cleaning stuff up. I actually think the... Um, the Robo Rock vacuum is excellent. The um, Robo one. The Robo Rock. Okay. Maybe there might be other brands as well, um, but it's 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 a wet and dry clean. So it nice. and it has a HEPA bag in the uh, chamber, um, and it, uh, it it mops and cleans the floor every day. It's like yeah, twelve or thirteen hundred dollars is a lot of money, but literally once a day, our house is like cleaning crew level clean on the floor. So those surfaces are constantly being cleaned where our bait, where our young kids are crawling all the time and picking yeah. stuff up and food stuff. So, you know, dialing in your air and your surface strategy is, is great. And then um, CO2 is a big one and air purifiers don't solve that problem. So like, I think getting something like this, um, like a CO2 monitor or sensor is a good idea. Um, you don't need to get one in every room of your house. But, you know, putting one in your bedroom to see how high your CO2 is getting at night. When I was living in Kelowna, our CO2 was going from 650 to 3300 at night. 3300. We didn't have a central HVAC system. We had baseboards and um, heat pumps. Yeah. And, um, you know, me and Rachel would close the door at night and I would breathe. And we were two air breathers breathing in oxygen, breathing out CO2. So the CO2 would get so high. I was sleeping 10 hours a night horrible recovery, waking up exhausted. And the end result, all I had to do was leave my bathroom fan on in the ensuite and that kept it under 900. Oh, wow. So it's like with the awareness, there's these tools. Um, if you have a gathering at your house, like a dinner party and there's 10, 12, 15 people over, your CO2 levels are going to be way up, even in a home. So if you can, whether it's crack a window or if you have a very quiet range hood, leaving your range hood on fan speed one when when people are there and for the following day is going to keep your co2 in check once you kind of calibrate 
stuffy equals CO2. And you realize you just need to bring some, like after we cook, if the weather's nice or during cooking, we open our windows when we cook because the, the, the Jasper gets most of it, but let's yeah. just, did you say the Jasper won't get it. the CO2? It can't. Okay. Um, it's, it's like you need fresh air and then you need that air to be clean. It's like the best analogy I could think of is like a water filter can't make water. Yeah. It filters it. water. It can't make water. Yep. Um, where, so a Jasper can't make you new air, but what it, it will filter out all the particles, the toxins, the chemicals, the harmful gases, the odors, um, the chemicals in your spray will filter and capture that stuff. But it's not like to filter out CO2 would almost be like to make new oxygen. Only thing you could do is to vent out that CO2. So then, you know, you vent out the air. So if new fresh air can take its place. That's awesome. I love it. You gave so many really great tips. So the, is it Aeronet 4? Is that what it's called? The wireless indoor air That's quality? the one I use. There's some that like plug in. The Aware is pretty good. A-W-A-I-R. This one only does CO2, but it does CO2 great. You change the battery once every four years. The reason I got this one is because I just leave it in my bag. And if I'm in an Uber, if I'm in a hotel room, if just a moment like this. I'm just, I'm kind of just keeping it with me as a resource. Be like having mm -hmm. a little water tester or something. Um, once you get the sense of what's up in your home, your HVAC system, your rhythm, how you breathe, you don't really need to monitor it every day. You, you, you've already kind of checked the temperature, you know what's going on. So I really use it when I'm out and about. You know, if someone's a student and they're in a lecture, they're in a classroom, if they're in an office, that's like 13, 14, 1500. It's like, and every air quality study shows that high CO2 and bad air quality, it increases absenteeism, sickness, it decreases productivity. Like you have a really strong case with minimal research to show your employers, like, yo, we need some fresh air. I need to work from home because like, you can look online at the standards, there's standards for this stuff. And yeah. most buildings vastly exceed the healthy limits of air. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, I like this one for the portability. Yeah, it does I love one it. thing, but it does it well. It's, but I kind of like that better than uh, does a lot of things, but not so well, you know. Yeah, so too. if somebody is really in uh, and they want to get the air filtration, they want to get a Jasper, how many do you recommend getting? Like, what's the surface area that it covers? And really, like, talk to me about because there's so many different competitions. Uh, we talked about a couple of things that is it stands out and why Jasper is different. But, you know, let's sum it up. Yeah, let, thanks. Let's do that. So I'll do a couple things. I'll number one, say like, who's it for and who it's not for? Like, um, you know, like I never want this pursuit of healthy living to come at like, the, the barrier shouldn't be money. It should be a decision based on a lot of factors. So I'll answer the kind of spectrum of the market and then I'll answer how many you need. Um, so number one is like other things, when you pay for stuff, it's like there's a value equation. So you could buy a very effective air purifier, like the ones I was using in wildfire restoration off of a Craigslist or Kijiji post from someone who had one in a flood for a few hundred dollars. It will be very effective. Um, but know that it's going to be very loud and very ugly. The filters might also be expensive, but generally... You could have cheap if you're willing to have loud and ugly. You could also 
have a DIY air purifier, like literally getting like Google DIY air purifier. You could get four like a box fans and put high grade furnace filters all around them and tape them up. And this will do a pretty good job at cleaning the air. Once again, it's not a very elegant solution. It's, it's kind of like saying for your house, you could boil your water. You could do that um, to make sure it's, it's safe and drink. You know, distilling water is a pretty effective way to clean water. But you're like, I'm not doing that every day. Um, but some people might. So you kind of have to just like look yep. at the spectrum. So there are cheap and somewhat annoying air purification solutions. Um, and then there are also mid-priced. Then there's beautiful quiet air purifiers. Dyson is the poster boy of this. Dyson created a beautiful air purifier that looks like an art piece. Not very effective. Um, you know, if you try to tow that trailer with your golf cart, you'd realize that golf carts don't tow trailers. And like, if you try to do a mold removal job with a Dyson, you'll realize Dysons don't do mold removal jobs. Um, they won't move the needle very much in a lot of situations. But, you know, if you have super clean air and you have eight of them in your home, it's functional art. Yep. Um, and then, you know, there's a lot of stuff that just is honestly a joke. A lot of that, like, 99 to $200 categories. Um, most of the stuff you'll see at Best Buy and Amazon that are really, really cheap. Literally, those are for, like, this. They're for a closet. And in order because the fan is so small if the purifier is this big the filter is this big the fan is this big not moving much air so it, it needs to be on full speed to even do a little bit if you don't hear it it's just a little tiny fan it's not doing anything it, another example would be like trying to heat your house with a space heater space heater could do quite a good job for a little room some space heaters are better than others but like you can't heat a house with a space heater yeah. um so where Jasper kind of comes in is the intersection of performance, quality, service, and aesthetic. It's someone who's like, you know what? I really like, you know, you could buy a Walmart kettle probably for 20 bucks. You could probably buy a kettle for 150, probably buy one for 70 or 80. Those $20 ones are plastic. You know, do they have microplastic issues or, or, or whatever? Don't know. Are they, you know, a toggle switch, you have to remember to turn it off, maybe. Um, and they might look hideous on your countertop. And a lot of people are like, I don't really want ugly stuff on my countertop. I don't want ugly art and furniture. Like, I want my house to look and feel good. So I wanted to create a product that wasn't going to compromise on performance for aesthetic, like I would say Dyson did. Um, but we also weren't going to compromise on, we weren't going to compromise either way. So what happened is it had to be kind of expensive because we made it out of steel and, you know, we, we have the lifetime warranty. I use commercial grade sensors. And if you've ever been in a gym or an airport or a warehouse and seen a big ass fan, it's these giant fans that are silent, but they move so much air. It's because the fan's big. Or if you think about your car in first gear, your car is very loud on the highway. It's more efficient and it's quiet because the gears are bigger. So the Jasper fan is quite large. So even on fan speed one, we're moving more air than most air purifiers would, even in their very loud settings. Um, so I would say if someone's looking for cheap and effective, you have to be okay with loud and ugly. Um, 
and that's kind of just the truth of it. Um, yeah. So now, how many does one need? Um, and a need is a, I used to say I don't know if it's a need, but it's a want. But I I do honestly believe that in this modern world, it's a need. It's one. Uh, well, someone once said that their Jasper is the laziest way to be healthy. Um, and I really appreciated that because this is someone who was very honest about their health or lack of it. They're like eating healthy is annoying for me. Like I prioritize it, but I screw up all the time. You know, I enjoy, I really like my bread and I like my fried stuff and I love pizza. I like a drink after work. Like it's hard for me to eat good, but he's like, when for my water filtration system and my air purifier, he's like, I just plugged it in. I pay the money for the filter, but he's like, I actually feel better. It's, it's, the laziest way for me to do something good about my health. And I yeah. love when you can get a win that's not taxing on our, um, you know, it doesn't really tax us. It's actually what I do through my program. It's like food is not the first thing that I'll talk tackle. It's usually hydration because, Hey, if you can get a good filter, all of a sudden, like you have just decreased the amount of toxins that are coming right. in and you're rehydrating. And the same with air filtration. It's like, you don't have to worry about cleaning your house every day or like just put a good air filter yes. in and a lot of the, whether it's stuffiness, sinus issues, you know, fatigue, that kind of stuff is going to go away pretty quickly. And you just, obviously you're paying a cost for it, but with it's either time or time or money you're paying for is how I see it. And it'd be, and yeah, you have way less dust. Dust is an indoor problem. There's no dust outside. So yeah. if anyone's annoyed at the dust in their room, you shouldn't have much dust. Like we, we could dust slightly every couple months. We basically have no dust in our home. I do have Jasper in every bedroom and I do have one in the kitchen living room area. We have four bedrooms. So there's five in the house in total. That's a lot, but we don't have dust. Um, and, um, you know, sometimes people could do a, like a hybrid solution of different products for different spaces. But generally, I'm here to talk about what I believe is the best uh, and now the best value. So our price was 1975 during COVID when we were only doctors and dentists. We got it down to $13.99. Now we have it down to $9.99. So I can now proudly say we're not just the best product on the market, but we're also the best value. And yeah. it's designed to last 25 years. And, and that's why we can put a lifetime warranty with it um, as long as people are you know maintaining it properly. But um, so how many do you need? I think I used to really talk about Jasper has the best in your living room because you're going to be able to tackle a lot of that cooking and cleaning particulate and you spend a lot of time there. I really think the number one answer is bedroom though. So if this is good, better, best, best is one in a bedroom where anyone's sleeping in the night because we designed it where it has like dark mode so it can be completely dark. And we also have smart mode. So I keep our bedroom models on fan speed two and dark mode all the time. They double has a little bit of a white noise machine. I personally like that. If you don't just leave it on smart mode. Um, and uh, we, we, we have no Wi-Fi, no Bluetooth, no, no app. And also for that reason, no um, EMF. Yeah, which is great. That's a big thing. Um, I had an EMF inspector come to the house and test a bunch of stuff. And it was like, hey, you have to sit this far away from this air filter because it is, uh, there are some EMFs that are coming through. Um, yeah, exactly. So we we made sure to, we don't want to, that same reason we didn't use plastic. I don't want to solve one problem and create a new problem. That's not helping anybody. Just otherwise you're just playing whack-a-mole. Um, so the, in the bedroom is where you can make the biggest life difference right away. And I call it our life changing guarantee. So people have the first month, 
if it doesn't noticeably make a difference in someone's life and they're not obviously feeling like the air is cleaner better we take it back 100 percent um and question usually, do you leave it running the whole time or do you turn it off when you're not at home or turn it off in fact if i go when i go away uh for a week i turn it on full speed when i'm gone Mm, that's awesome because that was that's a mistake i think that i was making i would only turn it on when i'm in the not with the jasper i just left it on but with my other ones i only turn them on when i'm in the area but it makes sense like the air is well if you turned off your furnace when you left and you only turn your furnace on when you come back home not only would that be uncomfortable it would actually be more expensive because the cost to get up to temperature is more expensive than maintaining it so yeah. when you're away, you're not worried about the noise. So I crank my Jaspers. The energy cost is low pennies per day. So like that way, when I'm gone, the filter life's not going to really get used up any faster. That way, any of the pollution in your outdoor environment that's coming in your house, it's not going to settle on all your surfaces. It's yeah. going to be constantly keeping the air filtered in your home. So mine will never turn off. Um Oh. And because of the positioning of our bedrooms, I keep mine on fan speed too, 24 hours a day. I can't hear them in the main area. If they could, I would just turn them up at nighttime. Um, but basically in bedrooms where someone is sleeping is a wonderful place to put them. And then another good place is that kitchen area. So, you know, you want to dial in the air quality where you're sleeping and where you're cooking and living and hanging out. If someone works from home, having one in the office is a good idea. Um, not as essential as sleep. Cause you get up, you move around, you're in, you're out, but like you spend a third of your life in this little box and you're breathing insect parts, dust, mold, particulate, hair, every chemical you could think of. So breathing 90% better air at night, which I like to call sleep fuel, um, is just a huge, easy win on your health. That's good sleep fuel. That's a good one. <laughs> the only fuel you got when you sleep. That's good. That's amazing. No, thank you, Mike. I really appreciate all the insight. I'm going to put some links down for people and some discount codes if they, I, I mean, I hope that they check it out. I, like I said, I listened on a podcast. I think I heard you. And then I, uh, I saw the discount and it was like a no brainer. And I really love the product. I love that it's stainless steel. I love that it's quiet. I love that it's smart, that it can go high and just all the little tips that you said today, like I have some things in my cart that I'm going to purchase to try out. I always try it myself before I recommend it for patients because uh, like you said, it's a big deal. It's just like food, but you're you're breathing it in, right? Always. Um, yep. So I'm going to make your code. How does Dr. Jane sound? That's you want it. Jane That's or Dr. Code. Jane? Dr. Jane's Dr. your code. Jane Great. Code. So we'll use Dr. Jane. Um We'll set it to 10% off and they'll your your listeners, your audience, you'll never get that same offer on our website. We don't really do discounting, so it'll be reserved for your audience. But we also, we do have bundles. So if somebody ever goes to the website and looks, the more you get, the cheaper it gets. But your whatever your discount code will actually add to that. So cool. people can get as much as like 30% off, what, uh, depending on how many they need. And also if somebody buys one and then it's four months later and they want to buy two, email us, we will apply the full discount as if you bought two the first time. So we don't want people to ever feel rushed or pressured to buy more than they want. Somebody gets one, puts it in their bedroom or puts it in the kitchen, try both. They're like, whoa, I want another one. We'll we'll, we'll discount the thing as if they bought two in the first place. Um, oh. So yeah, we want to be, be very low pressure, <laughs> low sale. You know, we're going to be here for decades creating great air yeah. filtration products. So um, if anybody just has other questions, we don't have customer service or salespeople. We only have air quality experts. So whether it's an issue about their mold, their bedroom, their whatever, 
Um, and then maybe if, if we ever do it, well, we can do an Instagram live or another pod sometime. And I can tell you about my own fertility journey. I yes. know we wanted to touch on that a little bit. So uh, in the future, we we'll, just had so much to cover. I, and I agree. We'll just do it again. Um, because yeah, it's a lot to cover and I appreciate yeah. the knowledge and you, you know, so much. It was like, this was fascinating for me to listen to. Cause like I said, I do my research, but it's different when you are in the, like rolling up your sleeve, doing all the measurements, you can actually see it. My measurement is how I feel. So I feel better when it's this, I don't have a measurement that tells me that's CO2. But now I love data. My patients love like, you know, the reason one, one of the reasons I love Aura Ring is because I get that data, you know, and that feedback right away. So I appreciate that, Mike. So thank you so My much. My pleasure. Thank have you. Have a great day. And I'll talk yes. to you soon.